This is Pastor D.R.E. on the M.I.C. And this is R.S.R. Prime Cuts. Man, what a beautiful day today. Uh, for for this show, you're going to be hearing, of course, highlights from the morning show, the morning show, Ready, Set, Release. Also, we got some bonus material just strictly for RSR Prime Cuts. I had my girl in here, Miss Sunshine, in here this morning. And we got into some conversation that uh, I think you might find very interesting. It was just an awesome morning this morning. Hope you enjoy the show. Keep supporting, keep listening, and I'm going to keep giving it to you, all right? RSR Prime Cuts. Yes, yes, yes. That was Todd Delaney, Smoky Norfolk, satisfied. I just want to ask you, are you satisfied with God on today? Man, are you happy on today? Are you do you know the type of God that you serve? Do you know the God that you serve? Do you know who he is in your life? got to be satisfied. I'm satisfied. Man, when I look over my life and just see really where God has brought me from, and this just, this just isn't a speech, but when I really look at where God has brought me from, how he has kept me, how he has blessed me, I can, I can only say that I am satisfied. I'm more than satisfied. Man, God has been good to me. But 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 let's let's move on. Let's move on. Oh goodness. So I want to talk to you for a minute. Um I'm gonna be coming from Genesis chapter um 19. And uh it's a familiar story, it's a familiar passage, and what it deals with is the the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. It deals with the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. And Abraham, being God's friend, tries to intercede. And you know the story. He he starts with a number of 50, you know, then he goes to 45. You know, he's saying, if I can find 50 people, 50 people who are righteous, 50 people who will serve you, will you spare the city? Now, now let's just let's just first look at the pull that Abraham has with God. You know, God said, I can't do this without consulting my friend, Abraham. Now, that's big. That is real big. I could I, I could stay there for a while. And 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 it almost it, it makes me wonder to myself. And I'll ask you this question as well. Do you have that kind of pull with God to where you can to, to the point that he won't destroy a place, a family? He won't make a move without your knowledge because he cares that much about uh, your, what you think. Because you are because you are walking so upright before him, and and because y'all are that close, he consults you before every move that he makes. Man, that ought to make you think. And Lord Jesus is making me think. I think I need to up it a little bit more. Hello, somebody. I'm just being real up in here. But but so so he he asked Abraham, you know, he, he talked to Abraham before he even made the move. And, you know, Abraham went through the whole thing. If I can find 50 people who are righteous, if I can find uh, 45, 30, and it got all the way down to 10. And he'll say, for 10, I won't destroy the city. Well, as you know, Sodom and Gomorrah was that city where everybody was rebellious. 
Nobody was listening to the Lord. Everybody was doing their own thing. Uh, you had men sleeping with men, women sleeping with women. You know, as a matter of fact, when the angels came, they didn't even, and, and Lot, who, who was um, related to Abraham, which is one of the reasons why, um, you know, he was uh, consulted on this thing. When, when Lot went to uh, offer his daughters, the, the men in there was like, we don't want your daughters. We want those 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 two men, you know, the angels who look like men. We want those two uh, men that just came and saw you. Forget your, your daughters. We want those men. So you got all this, this corruption happening in Sodom and Gomorrah, just a whole bunch of stuff. Basically, they were no longer listening to God. They were no longer paying attention to God. Sounds like something, somebody else or uh, another nation or nations. I'll leave that alone. But but so you, you had all this corruption in Sodom and Gomorrah. And so the angels came in to get Lot and his family out of there because of Abraham. He was going to spare them as well. Hmm. And, and so and so, you know, the story. So the angels come. And they, they, you know, make a long story short, the angels come and lead Lot and his family. And this is what the angels tell um, Lot and his family. Get away from here. Don't stop here. Don't stop anywhere near here. And don't look back. And so, you know, they're going through the through uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. They're getting out of Sodom and Gomorrah. And, and the Lord basically said, I'm not going to touch it until you leave. And so right when they got out, this is Genesis chapter 19. You can read all the, the, the details for yourself. But there's a point I want to bring up here. After they got out, uh, the destruction started. And so anybody would be happy to, to miss the destruction, to be saved from destruction. And so as they're leaving lot's wife makes the mistake of looking back and when she looked back she lost her life becoming a pillar of salt so the angels came there to save lot and his family the angels do their job basically saving them from the destruction that was going to happen to Sodom and Gomorrah. And Lot's wife makes the mistake of looking back. And when she looks back, she didn't heed the words of the angels. When she looks back, she turns into a pillar of, a pillar of salt losing her life. What I want to ask you today is... How many times have you lost your life or you have uh, gotten in trouble or, or uh, brought destruction on you or problems on you, trouble to you because you looked back? Yeah, because you looked back and, and you said, Lord, please deliver me. Lord, Lord, just... Just, just get me out of this. And God gets you out the situation. He leaves you out of the situation. And when he leaves you out the situation, you take it upon yourself to look back. 
Lord, I don't want to have to deal with this. I don't want to have to go through this. And we're crying and snotting and blowing bubbles and, and asking the Lord for help and everything else. And he does that. He answers our prayer. He answers the prayer. But after he delivers us, we look back. And, and so we have this thing where we say, Lord, you know, we, we don't recognize that it's our fault that we're still dealing with some of the issues that we're dealing with. Can we just be real in here? Many of us are dealing with issues that we have been delivered from because we keep looking back. We keep looking back. We keep paying our past attention. And, and because we keep paying our past attention, the past tends to draw us back and, and the destruction or, or the, the trouble we miss, we, we walk right into it because we keep looking back. Let's just be real here. How many times have you caused yourself trouble because you look back? Because you looked at your past. You know, and so then we have this attitude. Some of us, we have this attitude. We don't we don't take uh, we don't take what's the word I'm looking for? We we, we don't take uh, ownership of that. We don't take the blame for that. We blame God because we're still going through certain situations. And, and so we say things like, you know, God doesn't love me. Oh, God doesn't care about me. God doesn't, uh, God didn't hear my prayer. And we charge God foolishly saying that he didn't do his job. He didn't answer prayer. You know, we, we, we quote, we know how to quote scriptures a lot of times, but we quote them, you know, for the wrong purpose. Lord, you said that you're not a man that you should lie, neither the son of man that you should repent. If you said you was going to do it, how come you didn't do it? And what we don't realize or what we don't take into account is he did do it. It's just we kept going back. He did deliver us. It's just we keep going back. He did heal us, but we keep going back. It's like somebody who asked for for uh you know someone who has cancer who says lord please deliver me or please heal me and so he heals you but when he heals you you keep smoking well i mean what do you want him to do you want him to take the cancer out of your body but you won't take the cancer out of your mouth you know and so we get mad at god or we, we say there's nothing to God when we when we make choices that affects what he's done. You 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 gotta we we gotta take ownership of some of the things that we go through. It wasn't it wasn't God who failed, it was you that kept going back. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, it says, No temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man, but God is faithful. Let's just stop right there. God is faithful. No matter, no, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter what he has promised you, God is faithful. 
He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also, hear me, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse, 3, verse 13. So what is it saying? Basically, what he's saying is that you would never face anything that you won't have the power to overcome. Let me say that again. You will never face anything in your life that he will not give you the power to overcome. Now, notice he gives you the power. He will give you the power. I'm not talking about doing something in your own strength. I'm talking about uh, doing it in the power of God. Uh, What's that? Philippians 4 and 13 that says, I can do all things, everything, all things through Christ that strengthens me. Through Christ that strengthens me. He says, I'm, I'm going to do it or I'm going to give you the power to do it. So it's not God that is failing us. Maybe it's the decisions we've made uh, that fails us. Maybe it's our uh, lack of obedience to God that fails us. All I'm trying to ask you today or say to you today is maybe it's not God who is failing you. Maybe it's you that's failing you. Maybe maybe God, God did what he what he said he would do, but you keep going back. Think about it as you, as a parent, uh, for those who are parents, you know, you try to, you try to bring up your children as best as you can, and, and you try to help them out as much as you can. And so when they make mistakes, our job as a parent, you know, if you're, if you're a good parent, you know, you try, first you try to warn them about the mistake. You try to talk to them. Okay. You don't need to do that. I would not go down that road if I was you. And then what do most kids do? They feel like they're grown. They feel like they know everything and they go down that road, right? Okay, so now that they're down this road, they have messed, they, they, they have the potential of messing up their life uh, for a long period of time. I'm I'm not just talking about this this one mistake, but they're just making mistake after mistake after mistake. And they have made a mistake that may cost him if they don't get help from their parents. And, and so you being a good parent, you being a loving parent, you love your children, you try to bail them out, you know? And when you bail them out, you're like, okay, I bailed you out. Now make the right decision. Well, if they keep making the wrong decision, you bail them out and they make another wrong decision. Do you bail them out again? And, and then if you don't bail them out again, do they look at you to blame? Oh, my daddy wasn't there for me or my mother wasn't there for me. I can't believe they didn't help me in this situation. Well, I helped you the last time. I tried to warn you before the situation became dire, but you would not hear my words. How many times has God spoken to you and told you not to do something, but you overrode it and you did it anyway, and now you're paying the, the, the price for it? So before we charge God foolishly and say, God didn't do it for me or he didn't deliver for uh, deliver me, maybe we need to look at ourselves. Maybe he did our part, but did you go back? Did you look back 
Lot's Lot's wife, like Lot's wife, did you look back after he delivered you? Did you look back? And you got entangled again? You know, I can't say that word without thinking about Will and Jada. But anyway, you got entangled again? You know, one of the worst things you can say, <laughs> this is one of the worst sentences you can say. The sentence is, wait for it. This is the worst sentence that you can say a lot of times. This is the last time. Think about it. This is the last time. One of the worst confessions you could ever make. Now, I know somebody will say, but, but I'm saying I'm not going to do it no more. But hear what I'm saying. When you make the, the confession of this is the last time, a lot of times you are making that confession because you have already said that I am going to be defeated one more time before I make up my mind to get up. Am I right or am I right? Think about all the times you use that sentence. Oh, this is the last time. A lot of times when you made that 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 statement, you were you were fighting against it a little bit, and then you say, "Okay, well, I'm gonna do it one more time," and we know how that one more time go. I'm just I'm just gonna do drugs one more time. Shucks, I'm just gonna sell drugs one more time. How about oh I'm just gonna be with old girl one more time, and we know how that go. Let let's be real tonight or today. I'm 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 gonna be with her or him one more time. You, you've already, when you say this is the last time, you already, what you're saying is, okay, I'm, I'm going to give in one more time, but then after I give in, I'm going to figure out a way to win or to turn my life around. That's the worst confession you could ever make. But it, but we, we try to make it sound good because we're saying, okay, this thing has an ending point. But here's the thing about, oh, Lord, can 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 I just, let me, let me just talk. Can I just talk? He, here's the thing about when we say this is the last time. When we say this is the last time, we, we feel like we mean it. This is the last time. But here's what we do with that last time. Hear me out. When we say this is the last time, we get ourselves ready for the last time. You know, if this is your last time doing drugs, you're going to do the, the most drugs you've ever done. If, if, if this is the last time you're going to sell drugs, you're going to make sure that you, you know, you, you, you pick something. You're going to do something grand. You're going to do it big because after all, this is the last time. Don't even get me started when we talk about 
relationships or messing around with somebody or 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 just messing with somebody when we say this is the last time we feel like we really mean it so what do we do we 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 pull out all the stops because this is the last time i'm i'm not gonna be doing this no more i'm not gonna have uh um uh i'm not gonna have access to this anymore so for this last time i'm gonna really show out here's the problem with that because you did something so grand because you did some things you never did before because you wanted to make it really good for the last time that really good made you want to do it one more time again and again and again and so you get caught up because because you gave your all and so now you're saying in your mind man that was good oh my goodness <clears throat> let let me let, I, I know I know I said one more time but so then what we say I, I'm just a work in progress instead of just saying I'm done you you see what I'm saying you follow me so so that's the worst confession you could ever make you're caught up all over again why because of the choice you made you prayed and cried cried and prayed lord deliver me from this thing deliver me from this person and he did it but you went back and you said this is the last time now it has a greater hold of you i i can't remember the scripture at the moment but <clears throat> but there's a scripture in the bible that says when the enemy leaves and and you it's swept clean um when he comes back he comes back with seven more in other words you cast me out the first time i left the first time but when i come back again i'm bringing even more why because that place was empty and that that goes into another uh uh a lesson where where when you get delivered you must uh do everything you need to do to stay delivered in other words if you get the devil out your life or get things that are harmful to you out of your life you need to replace them with good things because if you don't replace them with good things you don't replace it with god then you leave your temple empty to where the devil can come in again so there's nobody there, there's nothing there to hinder him from coming inside again hello somebody but that's another lesson that's another lesson but but you you are caught up again because of the decisions that you made it wasn't god it was you see one of the things we got to get we 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 got to get good at is just saying it's my fault i i did it i can't blame god for this i did this it's time that you move forward why are you looking back move forward if you keep looking back you are going to lose your life looking back you will never be what god has called you to be if you keep looking back you'll never go to the places that god has for you if you keep looking back move forward tell yourself move forward I got to move forward. I can no longer dwell on my past and I'm not going to let anybody else 
dwell on my past and talk to me about my past and it hinders my future. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse nine says, my grace is sufficient for you for my strength is made perfect in weakness. My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. The rest of the scripture says, therefore, most gladly, uh, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of God or the power of Christ may rest upon me. My grace is sufficient. God's grace is sufficient. What is God's grace? God's grace is his unmerited favor, his undeserved favor and power and influence. It's sufficient for me. Ladies and gentlemen, there's no such thing as you can't do it. There's no such thing as you can't do it. There's no such thing as God not answering your prayer. He answers your prayer. He gives you the grace to do it. But guess what? Hear me. It's up to you to walk in it. And you don't walk backwards. You walk forward. Don't look back. Keep it moving. Hope you enjoyed that word from this morning. Don't look back. And I, I think it's very important that we understand that there's nothing in your past that should determine your future. Move forward. Stop looking at your past events, your past failures, things that have happened in your past and move forward. We are too stuck. Some of us, we are too stuck in our past and it hinders us from being what God has called us to be. Amen. So listen, I, I have been blessed by uh, this platform in particular to meet a lot of people. And and truthfully, I'm an outgoing person anyway, and, and I believe a lot of times God uh, God puts people in your path to not only bless you but also bless them. It's it's give and take. You understand what I'm saying? You 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 develop a relationship, and a lot of those relationships are some that will be forever. You know, some are for a season, but some are forever. And this young lady, I believe, is is one that will probably. If I had to guess it now, will probably be forever. She is a mighty, mighty woman of God. She is someone definitely in the making. And I've had the pleasure of talking to her before. And she has given me her testimony, one of her testimonies on a previous occasion. So what you're about to hear is she's back, Miss Sunshine, she's back. And uh, she just kind of enlightened us to another instance of how God has really just kept her in her life and have just done some great things in her life. And we kind of got to share a moment um, uh, together. So I'm going to play her testimony uh, and hopefully you'll enjoy it. Well, I know you'll enjoy it, but hopefully it will encourage you to keep moving.
doing? We have Miss Sunshine, Miss Gabs back here with us. And I was so inspired by your testimony on last time. And so uh, we wanted to definitely get you back because I understand that you have many more testimonies as well as most of us do. And you were giving me a small portion of this, this next one. And I, I just wanted to make sure that we were able to give it its time and, and let it really do what it needs to do. Can you can you kind of open up about this this other testimony? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I have this is one of many of my testimonies, that, uh, but this is one that really's been sticking with me for a long, long, long time. Mm -hmm. um, this particular time, um, I just moved into an apartment, and I had my two children at the time. And my mother was down from Florida visiting, helping me move in. And um, that particular day, um, my son, that was three years old at the time, never went to sleep early mm -hmm. at all. It's around 7 o'clock, around 7 o'clock. And my daughter was in the kitchen uh, washing dishes, mm -hmm. um, which is jazz. And, um, you know, um, my friend came through the door, and he said, something's not right, something's about happen I guess outside he heard a bunch of commotion mm -hmm. and all of a sudden we just start hearing bang 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 gunshots start flying through our house through the window me and my mom was standing in front of the window I was doing her hair she was sitting down and she said one of the bullets um, passed by her face and it was so close to her face that she actually felt the heat from the bullet Wow and um, I know I mentioned my three-year-old that you know he um, never goes to bed early. That particular day he went to bed. Um, he was sleep on the couch and three bullets was right above his head. And oh um, doing the whole thing, my daughter, she was shell shocked. She was standing in the doorway of the kitchen and bullets were just going past her, past her on the side. And one of the officers actually told me that um, where she was standing at when they was, you know, outside sh looking at the showcases, mm -hmm. they were coming directly where she was, they were standing directly where she was standing at mm -hmm. from the outside. So it's a miracle that she wasn't hit. And I tell you, I mean, God stopped all bullets from touching anybody wait, wait in that minute. house. So you said the police were standing in the place where she was standing and the bullets they said wherever the gun, the, the people that were shooting, uh -huh. wherever they were standing at, it was right, all the shell cases were on the ground right there. So they knew they, they were standing right there. Right. So, and they said from the way my daughter was standing in the um, doorway, they were standing directly in front of her, which means that they were shooting directly, which a gun, sh a bullet should have hit her mm -hmm. because she was right in the pathway. And uh, we all were, but, you know, I'm going to tell you that God is amazing. So what what are they trying to say, or or what did they? I know what, what conclusion it was. Did they come to? Because I'm I'm having a hard time it, processing this. It, thing. One of the officers says it, it was a miracle that a bullet didn't you know touch her, and where she was standing, bullets were going to the left, they were going to the right above her head. Not one bullet went straight and hit her. The left, the right, above. We'll just go ahead and say below maybe, <laughs> but none of them were able to touch her. Right. Wow, that is so. So, what what was your? Let me ask you, what was your initial thought when all that happened? When all that just transpired, did you? What were you? Were you scared? Were you? I had at that time. I had just a bunch of emotions going on because it was just like this. Just ha actually just happened, you know. And mm -hmm. then after the fact, it was like 
you know, my mom, you know, she's a minister, and so she, she put it into terms like, y- y'all, you know, God, and, and she started right. praying and thanking God that, you know, we, nothing happened to us because when God has his hands on you, there's nothing the enemy can do. He can come, st- try to steal and destroy the whatever it is, dodging those bullets. God did that, and we know it was God. So that is a testimony. That is definitely a testimony. And the reason I bring that up is because a lot of times, you know, when we're going through so much mm-hmm. at that moment, um, as we're going through, and I do uh, specify through, we don't really see the hand of God in place. You know, we're, we're so busy just be like, oh, man, I can't believe all that happened. This happened over here, and the bullets came over here, and we're, we're looking at everything that came, mm-hmm. but we don't really recognize a lot of time that, okay, it came, it was fired, but it didn't work. You know, and so yeah. I, I think sometimes we don't recognize God immediately in that right. because we're so busy looking at right. the issue, the right. weapon. Right. We know God. We, 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 we trust God. We know everything that, you know, we're supposed to know. But it, at, at those moments, it's like your mind, you, you just kind of, like, forget about, you know, what, you know, like, okay, God did this. Until you mm-hmm. said, like, oh, my, you know, God, God, he just, look what he just did, you know. And it's like, a, I think that we have to go through those, those kind of things uh-huh. that to really see God in action, God in work, that God is a miracle worker, that he can do all things. And, and that's something that you just carry with you and you and, and, I, and I meditated on that thing and I'm like father like you were with us like you know it just it, it put me in a different perspective right so he's good he's amazing right definitely and I, I I think that's something you that is very important what you said or very impactful what you said is because I was going to ask you that question after that happened mm-hmm. how has that changed your life how how has that changed your um your thought of God, the, the 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 relationship between you and God, you know, because I, I tell you, and I, I think I've told you this before, you know, when I was in that accident, uh, I had a, a car hit me going 65 miles an hour mm. uh, from the back, and I was totally still, you know, didn't see it coming, anything. And so, uh, but before the accident happened, here's what happened. I, I pulled over. And I heard the Lord say, lean your seat back. Wow. Now, most people, okay, lean the seat back, okay. Mm. But I didn't question. I was like, okay, well, lean the seat back. Within a minute of me leaning the seat back, a car came, hit me going 65 miles an hour while I'm at a standstill on the highway. Wow. And so all I heard was a big boom. That was it. Mm. And when I came, I guess, to myself, I was... I was no longer in the front seat. I was in the back seat. Wow. And so I got out the car, and I looked at the car, and I'm just seeing, you know, my papers all over the place because I was a field agent at the time. I had papers all in the street. The trunk is completely gone. And the guy who I had to calm down because he just knew mm-hmm. I'm not walking, you know. And even the people who came, you know, who stopped on the highway and was like, are you all right? I'm saying, I'm fine, you know. Wow. And and so I came away with no injuries, mm-hmm. not even a cut. Wow. The car didn't come away with it, but I came away wow. with no injuries, not even a cut, not a bruise, no hurt back, no nothing. And that was something that sticks with me a lot of times. My question to God was this. If you could tell me to lean the seat back, mm-hmm. 
why couldn't you tell me to move the car? Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Like, okay, why couldn't I just... Because you had to go through it for your testimony. I had to go through it. And here's the other thing. You know, we often say, you know, there there are some people who say, I don't know if God is real. Well, when you go through something like that, you have that to say, okay, he's real. You know, I would never recognize his power Mm -hmm. if I never had an opportunity for him to put it in action. Come on now. So it's like, you know, we, we often say... Why did I have to go through this? You know, I, I, you know, how do you know him as a comforter? Well, mm-hmm. apparently you had to be comforted. Right. You know, so it's a lot of things that we deal with, and we're trying to figure out why, why did he allow this to happen, or, or, or whatever. And, and I'm not saying that's every situation because sometimes we make bad decisions and we cause things on ourselves. Right. I got that, but when you're walking upright before God, you know, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Mm-hmm. When you're walking upright before God and you still have issues that come about, mm-hmm. you got to look at it as two ways. Either he's trying to teach me something mm-hmm. or he's trying to get something to me. Right, right. Which is how I look at it. Um, but but so no one was hurt in that incident. No one. Uh, you said your mother was... My mother was there, and like I said, one of the bullets was so close to her face, she felt the heat from the bullet. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, those three bullets, when God put my son to sleep that night, he knew the enemy was out to get him. And, wow. I, and I'm, I'm telling you, and just, you know, by God's grace, he went to sleep early, and he slept through the whole th- thing. Didn't know nothing happened. So he... he <laughs> nothing. He didn't, man, you know what? I'm hoping I get to the point where it's like all this is happening and I sleep right through it. Right. <laughs> In other words, I don't even recognize it. You know, the devil throwing his best shot and I don't even know right. what's going on. Um, so what What was, I, I know you said your mother's a minister. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sure she used that to kind of, how do they say, um, uh, galvanize the troops, you know, okay, Y'all, y'all see what's going mm-hmm, on? Mm-hmm. Y'all see what? So, so, um, it was you, your mother, your son, your daughter. Mm-hmm. No one was hurt. No one was hurt. Wow. What yep. a testimony. Yep. And, it, and, it, and every, every day I think about, you know, what God has brought me through, the things that I've been through, things that I've seen. And and it's only by his grace that I'm here today. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful. I'm very thankful. Mm-hmm. And so you've had, I'm sure you've had many, um, many trials after that or experiences after that. Mm-hmm. Was that something you kind of just draw from, you know, or even, even the things that you go through now, is that something you just kind of draw from? I think from? a lot of that made me who I am today because I know that there's a greater purpose for me. I know that God has something for me, you know. The stuff that I went through, I, sh- I really shouldn't be here today. Right. And this that's just my testimony. And me actually being here, being able to speak about it and, and share it, it does my, you know, soul so great. And I everything what I'm doing, and I want to do it for his glory. And it's all about him. And, and sharing those testimonies um, really opens up another door for some reason. I, I don't know what God is doing. But it, I feel like it's in the making right now. And, I, and I thank you for this opportunity. No, I thank you for your testimony. And if he's done all that, I'm, I'm curious to see what is going to become of you. Um, because you, you, don't, you don't hear stories like that. Right, right. 
And and for you to be, and no disrespect to you, mm-hmm. but for you to be as beautiful as you are and mm-hmm. as outgoing as you are and mm-hmm. just to have that mentality, um, you know, the mentality that you have now. You know, many people go through things that you experienced, mm-hmm. and even though they survived it physically, mm-hmm. their mind is shot. Right, right. You right. know, and so just to see how you're flourishing, you're still bright. You know, I've given you that nickname, Miss Sunshine, you know. <laughs> And, and so just to see how you are, it is definitely um, a testimony. And it's, it's one of those things where, you know, we talk about, it talks about being the light of the world. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a light shining on you. Oh, thank you. Thank so uh, we appreciate your testimony. Are we going to get some more in the future? We are. We are definitely. definitely. I'm, I'm good. To, I'm, I'm, I'm loving that. And, and I heard a little birdie about another testimony and I'm gonna be working on that when I'm gonna get on somebody's nerves until <laughs> it get on tape but but we thank you for your testimony. Oh absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. All right, that was Gabs aka Miss Sunshine. And uh man, that was an awesome testimony. Let let me just tell you a little behind the scenes. Um as we were doing that testimony uh, I could just feel a shift in the room. You know what I mean? You you understand when 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 his presence just comes. His presence just definitely was in the room, and um, man, it was it was one of those things where I, I felt it come to the corner of my eye, and I was trying to hold it back. Uh, but it was just an awesome moment, and such a powerful testimony you know there there are so many people that have testimonies and a lot of times uh either we don't realize it or we store it away and we don't never tell anybody and uh one of the things i definitely do want to do uh right now in this present time is to get more testimonies on tape to 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 allow the public on this platform, you know, it's it's a it's a small platform compared to many others, but just to get it on tape, the many things that God has done for us, the many times that God has brought us through. And so maybe, just maybe, when we're going through, when we're when we're needing to know that God is still relevant in my life at this time, that He can bring me out. We can put in uh, this tape or we can plug into this podcast and just say, if he did it for them, he can do it for me. And that's what it's all about. You know, I I hope, I I truly, truly hope that, um, you know, I'm able to work with her more in the future. Uh, There's a lot of things that I would love to uh, pick her brain about. And and so, but awesome woman of God and, and her daughter is absolutely uh awesome as well uh but that was her testimony and i was able to ask her some ask her another question which i will share on a later podcast you have to tune in to get the other part of that but um it it was just an awesome time this morning awesome time this morning and and i just want to let you know if you want to share your testimony um hit me up i got time you know let's let's talk let's let's break bread together but that was Gabs, a.k.a. Miss Sunshine, on the mic. And awesome testimony. I'll be right back with you, okay?
This is Pastor D.R.E. on the M.I.C. And I want to give you a formal invitation to our new Facebook page, Day 41 Outreach. What you're going to see there is you're going to hear previous podcasts. We also have previous messages that has been taught uh, on the Facebook page. We also have different videos that are going to be airing uh, as far as different testimonies and some other things in the works. Uh, but right now, I just want to give you that formal invitation. I want you to keep in touch with us and and uh, let me know how you like it, okay? Uh, also, if you want to be on the show, reach out to me. Day41outreach at gmail.com, okay? That's day41, the numbers 41, outreach at gmail.com. We're all about building community. We're all about connecting and getting communication with each other and, and just really getting that voice out there, what God is doing. And, and, and even the questions we may have or some concerns we may have, we, we want to expose it all. So if you want to be a part of the show, let me know. If you have any questions, let me know. Day41outreach at gmail.com. All right. Look to hear from you soon. Pastor D.R.E. on the MIC back here with you. Okay, let's get into some news right now. Let's get into the news. So this is coming from News One. Uh, the famous or hit sitcom Abbott Elementary. Abbott Elementary uh, on ABC is teaming up, joining forces with Disney, uh, ABC TV, and Warner Brothers Television to donate thousands of meals to the nonprofit of feeding america how awesome is that abbott elementary the hit series is using using their power their influence to team up with disney and warner brothers to deliver thousands of meals to the nonprofit feeding america and as you know uh with prices going sky high right now food prices going sky high right now it's good to know that there are some people who are concerned about uh, about our people, about America. Listen, I, I understand the war in Ukraine, and I, I know we, you know, we tend to help other nations and 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 everything. But I just hope that we don't get lost. We don't lose the fact that there are a lot of things that need to be done at home. You know, there are a lot of a lot of people who are affected at home by the inflation and so much going on. There's 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 chaos going all around the world. I just hope that we don't forget to take care of home as well. But but a uh, very nice story. Abbott Elementary, the sitcom, has joined forces with ABC TV, Disney, and Warner Brothers to do donate thousands of meals to the nonprofit feeding america so that's good that's good uh we also got let's see let's see what else we have oh here's a story that i saw and i thought <laughs> somebody gonna be mad but i am 100 behind this story okay so this story is coming uh out of tennessee this was on good morning america so apparently any drunk driver uh, that kills the parent 
will have to pay child support um, to the child parent they kill. You know, or, or or should I say, if if a drunk driver kills a parent, they are responsible uh, for paying child support to support the child that was left behind. And and I love the idea. I absolutely one hundred percent love the deal if you're going to be um that person that that doesn't take in consideration when you drink too much that you might be putting someone's life on the line and you should happen to take a life i believe that you should have you should have to help with the burden of taking care of the ones that were left here you know it there's no reason why somebody should drive drunk. No reason. No reason whatsoever. And so if you kill the child, I mean, if you kill the parent, you should have to help take care of that family. So so that's what's going on in Tennessee. It's a Tennessee bill. And apparently it's already passed the Senate, I believe. I believe uh, the Senate, uh, the bill passed unanimously, unanimously in the state house and Senate. So it is actually going into law. So here's how they got it set up. Uh, okay, so drivers convicted of vehicular homicide, intoxication, or aggravated vehicular homicide would be ordered to pay a court to would be ordered by a court to pay child maintenance or child support if the victim was a parent, according to the bill. The payments would continue until the child reaches the age of 18 or has graduated from high school uh, according to the bill. I love it. I love it. I bet that'll make some people think even harder before they grab those keys after, you know, uh, drinking all day or all night. You know, absolutely love the bill. I hope they get that passed in my state where, you know, the, the driver who kills a parent has to take care of that child because it's, it, it's, you know, there's too many services provided now. You know, no one can say I couldn't afford anything or, or I, you know, I didn't have someone who could drive me. We got Uber, we got Lyft, you know, Ben had taxis, but you know, there's just too many services to even um, try to, justify why you did what you did so absolutely love that story and like i said i hope that they pass it uh in my state as well uh let's see what else do we have let's see let's see oh wait a minute love this story let me see if i can pull it up real quick um (laughs) so am i gonna do that well let, let me just give you this story, and then I'm going to get to the main story that I want. So, apparently, <laughs> and, you know, Amazon has been making a lot of news lately uh, for good and bad reasons. But, so apparently, uh, this is coming from the Daily Dot. Um, there are some, there was a, a warehouse that asked people to come in on their day off or come in on, on Easter to kind of help out with the uh with the work you know that's that's common you know people coming in a day off you know or or being called in because the work is overloaded and so one of the 
the uh, things they used to kind of lure people to to uh, come in was they were going to do a raffle. Well, they did the raffle, and this was the prize. They got, and this is this. I'm reading verbatim, verbatim. According to a note detailing the alleged raffle, the raffle prize, the raffle prize was a snack pack, which consisted of water or soda and a candy bar or a bag of chips. Wow. The snack pack. A candy bar and soda or water and chips. I mean, you can mix it up, you know. But, you know, we're talking about, what, $4, $2, $4, somewhere around there. That was their big, you know, drawing. That was, that's what the raffle was, was, uh, was, uh, <laughs> was for. And, and so here, here's the issue, though. So, of course, it went viral. The, the, the raffle went viral, the note, the flyer that went out or whatever. And so this is what they noted. And I, I actually think the note came from uh, Bernie Sanders. Or he kind of spoke up on this. It is noted that Jeff Bezos earns $152,000, not a day, not an hour, $152,000 a minute people listen if i earn a hundred and fifty two thousand dollars a minute um i mean i can at least get y'all dinner or something i mean you i mean come on a snack pack dude seriously a snack pack a candy bar and a soda that's the snack pack not the snack basket a snack pack candy bar and soda meanwhile the owner is earning a hundred and fifty two thousand dollars a minute by the time you get these headlines he would have earned probably over a million dollars ain't no problem he would have earned over a million dollars once again amazon's in the news i'm just saying and i can't say that it's his fault but you know when you say a raffle you could have just gave everybody a free <laughs> A snicker and a soda. Come on now. I'm just saying. But but anyway, yeah, so that's that's making the headlines. Uh also we got uh this gentleman here. And this is coming from AtlantaBlackStar.com, highlighting a black entrepreneur who used his entire life savings to launch the now uh famous or popular uh I hope I'm saying this right. Calendly, Calendly, uh, app, Calendly app. So he he uh, he has launched this app and is is highlighting this gentleman. His name is Tope Awatana. He's from Nigeria. He's now based in Atlanta, and he bet on himself. He bet it on himself, and I think this story is very. Um, people can learn from this story uh, because he had an idea to launch an app that helps him uh, with his appointments and so he believed so much in the app or in his idea 
that he invested his entire life savings. Now, now when we talk about life savings, some of us got, you know, a little, some got a lot, you know. But imagine this. He he invested his entire life savings with which came to two hundred thousand dollars to get this thing off the ground. He bet on himself. He 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 had a conviction. He 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 just believed in it that much that he put his entire life savings into this idea. People, that idea now is worth three billion with a B three billion dollars won't he do it uh-huh three billion dollars and he himself I, I believe that the article says that he is now worth um because he has you know majority stake in it he is now worth 1.4 billion dollars that's a big come up but the key is he bet on himself he 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 took a chance on himself See, what we got to do, what we got to realize is some of us got a lot of ideas. Some of us have great ideas, things that we want to do. Uh, and we always say, if I get this, if the stars align correctly, if someone else believes in me. Sometimes you just, if you if you know that you have an idea, if you really believe in yourself, sometimes you just got to invest in yourself. And I believe that's one of the issues that a lot of us have is we want somebody else to do all the investing while we just do the thinking. But if you really want this idea to work, if you want your dreams to come to pass, you have to invest in yourself. Be like Awatana. He invested him in, in himself. He believed in himself. He went from 200,000 to 1.4 billion dollars. That is generational generational wealth. He will never he nor his family will ever have to worry about anything else again. Why? Because he took the idea that he had, the dream that he had, and he worked it. All I'm trying to say is work it. That's all the news for today. I'll be back with you, all right? I'm staying in your will, man. Very simple song, but man, it just speaks volumes, man. Listen, let, let me tell you something. Just just a side note. This is my personal belief, and I, I think there, there are many men and women that will agree with me on this. There is nothing like a man who cries out to God or who praises God. There's nothing more powerful. I'm sorry. You know, I know there's a lot of ladies in the church right now. The church is full of ladies who, who you know, really praise God and worship God. But when you get a worshiping man or a man who's crying out to God, putting his heart out there, crying out to God or praising God, there's nothing more powerful than that. Oh, man. So listen, I want to thank you all for, for joining me on today. I hope the episode has been good to you. I hope the music has been good to you as far and as well as the word. Um, But let me let me just ended on this and I, I don't you know I hate that I even have to talk about this but it, it does need to be said uh, recently in the news actually in the national news my state has been front and center because of um, a shooting that has taken place 
in the mall. Um, a shootout. After the shootout, the next day, um, we were in the news about a shooting that took place in a club. Uh, the one in the mall, I think there was uh, 10 people that were injured um, in the shooting at the club. I believe it was nine or something to that effect. Uh, regardless of how many it was, it was one too many. You know, I, I'm looking at this and, and I, I saw the people who they said were responsible. And they're kids, man. You know, they're, they're, they're young kids or young adults. And, uh, you know, the people they're, they're hurting, you know, were from ages from ages 15 to 73 and and I'm I'm looking at these these kids on TV and it's just like I wonder to myself you know did anybody try to reach these kids before they got to the point that they're at now and that's a real question did anybody try to reach out to these kids or to these young adults before they got to the place where they would be so brazen to have a shootout in a mall or to pick up a gun? And and, and it's like, you know, I know, listen, I'm a person who believes in you, 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 you do the crime, uh, you, you do the time. And, and so I believe in that. But, you know, you, you have to ask yourself, did anybody reach out to them? Did anybody try to talk to them? You know, I would be interested to know wh what background they had. I would be interested to know whether they had, let's, let's not, you know, whether they had, you know, a mother and a father in the home, let's let's not get sensitive now because the facts are the facts. You know, more criminals come from broken homes, and that's because there's no one there to really show them the love, no one really there to guide them. You know, so let's let's not just be like, well, you know, that doesn't matter. No, it does matter. But my, my, my thing is, did anybody talk to them before or, or try to bond with them before they got to the place that they are now where they're, you know, they don't care about life. They don't value life or, you know, they're in a gang. And, and it doesn't say whether it was in a gang or not. But I can tell you one thing. For you to be that bold to pull out a gun in the mall and just start shooting. You ain't new to it. You see what I'm saying? And so, my, my question is though, is anybody reaching out to these young folks? Is anybody reaching out to these young folks before they get to that point where they can't be reached? Because there are many, there are many uh, young people, and I, I'll say young adults as well, you know, who 
who just wanted someone to talk to, who just needed someone to talk to. But because we are so busy with our own lives, we don't make that time. We don't, because we're so fearful or or just, you know, so much into the phone, we have lost our ability to communicate with people we don't know. You know, that was the one great thing about school. You learned how to talk to people. Before the before the cell phone, you actually had to learn how to talk. You had to have a conversation. And so I'm just wondering, did anybody ever reach out to them? Try to, to talk to them. Try to be a big brother to them or be that father figure to them. You know, there are people who talk to me who, who are older than me that, you know, rely on my energy. And, and I, I noticed that now more than ever, people rely on my energy. People rely on the words I say. You can have effect on people and you don't you don't necessarily have to tell them everything. But the fact that you're listening to them, the fact that they feel like someone will hear them, it makes all the difference in the world. And so I, I will be real. I have to bring into question the church you know I won't say the church but well yeah the church and and Christians who who responsibility it is to reach the lost are we taking time to reach them are we are we approaching these people with love showing God's love before we try to shove religion down their throat because I've seen a lot of that. You know, I see a lot of people who just shove religion down their throat. And then if you don't take it, you know, you spit it up. They don't want to deal with you no more. And so, you know, I, I try and I, I'm not saying I'm the greatest. OK, I'm the greatest at it or whatever. But me personally, I try to hear everybody's story and I try to make myself available to everybody. Whether I agree with your lifestyle or not, or where you are right now, whether I agree with that or not, I still give time to hear you out. Because how can I convert you if I won't listen to you? And so that's all I'm saying, you know. Maybe if, if, if you know, parents be parents, Christians really walk this Christian walk, maybe we can stop some of this. That's just my two cents. But thank you all for joining us today. Uh, I really appreciate it. I hope that you love what you're hearing. Please hit me up. But until next weekend, y'all have a good one. Falling in love with Jesus falling in love with Jesus falling in love with Jesus was the best thing I've ever ever done Man, I'm just happy today. This has just really been a great, great day. And truly falling in love with Jesus is the best thing I have 
ever, ever, ever done. Man, I hope you have enjoyed the show. You've heard the highlights from this morning as well as uh, some of the bonus material. It's just really been a very good day. But listen, do me a favor. Uh, as you go about your day, don't forget about God. As you've heard clearly from the testimony that came forth, uh, God is real. God does care. And I think it's just my duty, knowing how good God has been to me, everything he has done for me, just don't forget about God, okay? Uh, thank you for joining us on today's podcast, uh, RSR Prime Cuts. I absolutely love you. Uh, almost as much as I love God. Not that much, but almost, okay? But I absolutely love you. Thank you for those who continue to support. Uh, thanks to those who constantly give me um, encouragement to keep going. It, it's all because of you that I do this. So thank you so much. Listen, if you like the podcast, tell somebody about it. Let them know about uh RSR Prime Cuts, what's going on, what's being said. It's not just something that's just, it's not just words. This is just life for us. This is life. This is what we do. So thank you all. You all have a good weekend, all right?